the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And it's the place where we believe, as Ben Franklin did, that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. And we're going to see that happening in two different contexts, one, one nationally and one locally in, in today's program. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, by the way. It's now 4 o'clock. At 5 o'clock at the corner of Alabama and Lagonian Redlands, we're going to be having our Stop Socialism, Choose Freedom rally, a part of Tea Party Patriots nationwide rallies with that theme. And that's really the choice we face today. Freedom boy, you just, you just, or socialism. You just confused the people that are listening to this show at 2 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for them. <laughs> hey, Greg. So, so freedom of speech, Greg. You know, I think it's highly overrated. Don't you? I mean, we don't. What is the deal with freedom of speech? We, really, we're making such a big thing out of such a trivial matter. Look. No other country has it, really. Great Britain, they don't have freedom of speech. Rapidly going away the, is you Canada, can Canada, not in their constitution. I think I think we got it all wrong in this country. I think freedom of speech is highly overrated. And what's the big deal? It causes so much it's so divisive. trouble. It's so divisive. It really is. Can't everybody just settle down and just go along with the program? Absolutely. It, it, is, so, it is so much easier to govern... When the people voluntarily obey. That's right. And so that they don't feel the urge to get a little uppity about defending their freedom of speech, we should probably take away those pesky little uh, devices that shoot lead guns. Yes, let's take away their guns so that they ha- they're not tempted to want to, you know, uh, stand up to the tyrannical... Uh, overlords that are going to be necessary in order to right. there might, subdue there might be some remaining you know, um racist white nationalists out there with have guns that might object to taking away their first amendment rights the thing that i on a serious note the thing that really confounds me is when i see people who are uh in who who are exercising their freedom of speech. And freedom of speech means not only saying what you believe politically or so forth. It doesn't mean standing up and yelling fire in a theater. We all get that. But even freedom of speech to wear the gear that you like to wear, your mega hat, your red hat, your uh your any, anything. I I I was never triggered by people that wore Obama shirts. Um but apparently nowadays People get triggered by everything from Facebook posts to um, you know, having to subdue uh, the country by instituting a narrative that says that there's this thing called nationalism and it's bad. Right. What we see, 
uh, from the Democrat Party and the left, but again, I repeat myself, is that from the violence and threats of their Antifa brown shirts in the streets to public shaming and and criticism, and I've seen that personally on, on Facebook, where they'll call you every name, vitriolic name they can think of if you disagree with their narrative, to use of economic warfare is that they'll go after your job or your business. You know, that's, an, you know, remain silent because that's a nice business or job you got there. You wouldn't want anything to happen to it now. To big dem tech censorship. We see a concerted effort by the Democrat Party and the left to suppress freedom of speech. They can't do it legally yet because of the First Amendment. So they use these extra legal extra-constitutional means to try to accomplish the same result, to get people who disagree with their narrative to shut up. And the term racist is way, way overused. They, they, call, they call people who disagree with them conservatives racist, and that's standard. And it loses, it, it loses its meaning and effect when it's overused like that. So the new term is white nationalist. Ooh, doesn't that sound dangerous? It almost sounds, maybe it sounds like you know some like some quasi Nazi thing. Now, of course, Nazis were on the left, but that's another story. And we saw this on display nationally, where to advance that narrative and get people to shut up to avoid being called a white nationalist, there were, they had hearings in the House of Representatives this past week, and uh, if you haven't seen it, we're going to play a couple of clips from this in Candace Owen was absolutely brilliant in this, in this hearing. And of course, now her video of that hearing has been placed on restricted by Google, who doesn't want, who wants to minimize how many people can hear her brilliant performance and takedown of this new Democrat narrative. This was the second largest viewed video in C-SPAN's history of tweeting out video clips. They got in the first day four, roughly four, four and a half million views of Candace Owen at this hearing. This was the House Judiciary Committee headed up by uh, Nadler, who looks like a little turtle. What was the uh, the caterpillar in uh, the smoking uh, cat, hookah caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland, who just the, the who just sat there and in in. With his Cheshire cat smile, um, it, it reminded me of Jerry Nadler sitting in the chair position as he tried to gavel Candace Owen to shut up when she was rebuking Ted Lieu. But let's st- let, first, yeah, let's let's listen. start with her opening statement. Her opening statement is crucial to hear how she sets it up. And the thing that I love that you can't see in this, and you really do need to watch this whole hearing, which was largely panned by the media because of what she did. She was set up as a demon, and she came out on top. Uh, The lady sitting next to her, who constantly looked over at her with pursed lips, another, uh, I forget what organization she represents, another black lady, who was looking at Candace Owen like she was Satan incarnate with pursed lips, like, how dare you destroy our narrative? Who do you think you are? And uh, so here's here's Candace Owen uh, opening up her opening statement among all of the opening statements from the leftists. I received word on my way in that many of the journalists were confused as to why I was invited. And none of them knew uh, that I myself uh, was the victim of a hate crime when I was in high school. That's something that very few people know about me uh, because the media and the journalists and the left are not interested in telling the truth about me because I don't fit the stereotype of what they like to see in black people. I'm a Democrat. 
I support the President of the United States, and I advocate for things that are actually affecting the black community. I'm honored to be here today in front of you all because the person sitting behind me is my 75-year-old grandfather. I've always considered myself to be my grandfather's child, and I mean to say that my sense of humor, my passion, and my work ethic all comes from the man that is sitting behind me. My grandfather grew up on a sharecropping farm in the segregated South. He grew up in an America where words like racism and white nationalism held real meaning under the Democrat Party's Jim Crow laws. My grandfather's first job was given to him at the age of five years old, and his job was to lay tobacco out to dry in an attic in the South. My grandfather has picked cotton, and he has also had experiences with a Democrat terrorist organization of that time, the Ku Klux Klan. They would regularly visit his home, and they would shoot bullets into it. They had an issue with his father, my great-grandfather. During my formative years, I had the privilege of growing up in my grandfather's home. It's going to shock the committee, but not once... Not in a single breath of a conversation did my grandfather tell me that I could not do something because of my skin color. Not once did my grandfather hold a gripe against the white man. I was simply never taught to view myself as a victim because of my heritage. I, I learned about faith in God, family, and hard work. Those were the only lessons of my childhood. There isn't a single adult today that in good conscience would make the argument that America is a more racist or a more white nationalist society than it was when my grandfather was growing up. And yet we're hearing these terms sent around today because what they want to say is that brown people need to be scared, which seems to be the narrative that we hear every four years right ahead of a presidential election. Here are some things we never hear. 75% of the black boys in California don't meet state reading standards. In inner cities like Baltimore, within five high schools and one middle school, not a single student was found to be proficient in math or reading in 2016. The single, mother would, the single motherhood rate in the black community, which is at 23% in the 1960s when my grandfather was coming up, is at a staggering 74% today. I am guessing there will be no committee hearings about that. How many trillions of dollars, Greg, have been spent on the war on poverty? Quite a few. And the results are exactly enumerated here by Candace Owen that the uh, the new Blue Klux Klan, the Blue Party, the Democrats are the ones that are terrorizing the Af the uh, black community in this country uh, with policies that keep people down, just like the statistics that Candace Owen unpacked there, that the people who are sitting in that committee room have tried to keep hidden and don't want to acknowledge. Right. And I would add to not only the policies of terrible government-run schools and welfare and the welfare state, which has undermined families. It's undermining non-black families as well. And that's, and that's a whole other story as well. And the research is voluminous and indisputable that when children are not raised by a mother and father in the home, their chances of good life outcomes, good job, good education, staying away from crime and drugs go down and their chances of bad life outcomes, getting involved in drugs, getting involved in crime go up. And that's, that's just indisputable. And it's also that when you undermine, as the welfare state does, not just a temporary help, but when you have permanent dependence on government, that undermines the family. But I would add to that is immigration that the Democrat Party's open borders immigration policies hurt low-income people, and since blacks are still disproportionately lower income, the most of anyone, 
that these immigration policies, they take away the entry-level jobs, the lower-skilled jobs that lower-skill black workers could take and used to take as, a st- as that first stepping stone to move up the ladder of economic success into the middle class. And the Democrats, they don't, they, all they care about is stacking the voting deck. Back in and the, continuing their narrative. Right. The uh, next clip that we're going to hear after the break is a clip of how the Democrats view Candace Owen, who was the invited guest by the Republicans. And it gives us some really, really good insight into the way that the Democrats are stacking these hearings to advance their narrative. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event. Heard weekends here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. AM 590, The Answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And we hope you already have your tickets for the upcoming Unite IE Conservative Conference, which is a conference for the most important political office, all you private citizens out there, because we're sold out, Greg. It's amazing, and it's due to the great lineup, which includes uh, Candace Owens' partner in Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk. Yep, we're talking about Candace Owen and her performance at the hearing that the Democrats put on in the House Judiciary Committee meeting this week. A week of amazing news. We'll get to some of the other stuff that happened. The Barr hearings, uh, if you will. William Barr going before our Attorney General, going uh, before uh, two different committees this week in order to plead for money for the Department of Justice. These were essentially hearings where he was laying out their budgetary requirements for the Department of Justice, which turned into, of course, a referendum on Donald Trump's presidency, the Mueller investigation and bars comments which literally caused heads to explode everywhere when he used the word spying but back to candace owen who did an amazing job as you said uh at the uh hearings that this week in the house judiciary committee on hate crime and white the rise of white nationalism right uh congressman ted lieu a far left very far left as they all are almost, uh, from California, tries to set her up and and tries to show her as a Hitler-supporting Nazi by using a 
30 seconds from, uh, from of a clip without the question, without the rest of her answer. He does, he does that, but there was another clip that we should play first that kind of sets up how people like Ted Lieu view Candace Owen. We get a behind-the-scenes look as uh, another rep- Republican on the uh, committee reads exactly how Candace Owen was described by Democrats to everyone else on the committee in a briefing report that everyone on the committee gets. Ms. Owens, I'm going to direct these questions to you, if I may. Uh, I don't know that you've seen this, but it's a memorandum that the majority uh, Democrats prepare for uh, the committee members. And in this memorandum, they uh, go through the various witness names and organizations that they represent, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, Legal Justice Society, the uh, uh, Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, and then we get to you. Oh, my goodness. Candace Owens, Director of Communications at the Conservative. Nobody else is described as progressive or liberal, but you are described as a conservative advocacy group, Turning Point USA, and a conservative commentator and political activist known for her criticism of Black Lives Matter and the Democrat Party. Um, I, I think you've caused my friends on the left to, to go to their safe spaces, and I'd love to ex, uh, explore with you a little bit of the reason for that. Um, do you consider yourself a conservative? I am a conservative, yes. Okay. Are you pro-life? I am pro-life. Okay. Does that trigger people when you see them, that they know that you're pro-life? It makes them very upset, and okay. Democrats hate me. Uh, do you own a gun? Pardon? Do you own a gun? No, sir. When next time you come to Colorado, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take you shooting. Are, are you a Christian? Yes, I am. Uh, are you proud of your family? I'm very proud of my family. Okay. Um, let me ask you something. Do you hate Americans with black skin color? Uh, absolutely not. I actually love Americans with black skin color so much that I'm willing to fall on the sword a thousand times for them to wake up and realize that we are being lied to, abused, and used by the Democrat Party. How about Americans with white skin color? Do you hate them? I do not, and that's a problem for people on the left. Do you hate uh, Hispanics? I do not. Do you hate uh, uh, Asians? I do not. Um, do you hate lesbians or gays or anybody from the LGBTQ community? Nope, I've got all of that in my family. <laughs> I'm baffled because in the chairman's opening statement, he said that you openly associate with purveyors of hate. Yes, um, purveyors of hate, by his definition, is anybody that supports the president. I support the president because he's done a tremendous job in helping the black community, despite all of the rhetoric from the media and leftists. No wonder they don't like her, because they depend upon scaring and intimidating and keeping the keeping the so-called minority groups as corralled in the Democrat Party plantation, dependent on the Democrat Party, and as you described in her opening statement, is keep them scared. The, the white nationalists, the Republicans, if you don't keep voting Democrat, never mind the lousy schools, open borders, immigration policies, our low growth economic policies, our declining wages for American workers, all those things, never mind all those things. If you don't keep voting for Democrats, then those nasty Republicans are going to come burn a cross on your lawn. And that is, in essence, what their message is. And she said, and she's calling BS on that. And because she's black and articulate, that's, they, they hate her and need to undermine her as much as possible, hence the kind of description that you see. Now we're going to move to Ted Lieu and how he tried to set her up with an out-of-context quote, and then we'll have her response. Of all the people that Republicans could have selected, they picked Candace Owens. I don't know Miss Owens. I'm not going to characterize her. 
I'm going to let her own words do the talking. So I'm going to play for you the first 30 seconds of a statement she made about Adolf Hitler. I agree. I, I actually don't have any problems at all with the word nationalism. I think that it gets, uh, the definition gets poisoned um, by elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I, what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, in, at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a national socialist. But if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. Problem is, is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be speaking German. All right, so my uh, first question is to Ms. Hershenoff. Ms. Owen said, quote, if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. So when people try to legitimize Adolf Hitler, does that feed into white nationalist ideology? Notice how Lou didn't give her a chance to respond. But now but a Republican member of Congress, when it was his turn, did. And here's the result. Uh, Ms. Owen, uh, Ms. Owens, I'm sorry. We just started a recording. Um, would you like time to respond to that? Yes, um, I think it's pretty apparent that uh, Mr. Lou believes that black people are stupid and will not uh, pursue the full clip in its entirety. He purposely presented an extract, an extracted witness, clip. The witness absolute- will suspend for a moment. It is not proper to refer disparagingly or with, to a member of the committee. Uh, the witness will not do that again. Witness may continue. Sure, even though I was called despicable. Um, witness may not refer to a member of the committee as stupid. I didn't refer to him as stupid. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. You, you didn't listen to what I said. May I continue? Please. As I said, he is assuming that black people will not go pursue the full two-hour clip. And he purposefully extracted, he cut off, and you didn't hear the question that was asked of me. He's trying to present as if I was launching a defense of Hitler in Germany, when in fact, the question that was asked of me was pertaining to whether or not I believed that Hitler was a, whether or not I believed in nationalism, and that nationalism was bad. And what I responded to was that I do not believe that we should be characterizing Hitler as a nationalist. He was a homicidal, psychopathic maniac that killed his own people. A nationalist would not kill their own people. That is exactly what I was referring to in the clip, and he purposely wanted to give you a cut-up similar to what they do to Donald Trump to create a different narrative. That was unbelievably dishonest, and he did not allow me to respond to it, which is worrisome and to tell you a lot about where people are today in terms of trying to drum up narratives. By the way, I would like to also add that I work for Prager University, which is run by an Orthodox Jew, and a single Democrat showed up to the embassy opening in Jerusalem. I sat on a plane for 18 hours to make sure that I was there. I'm deeply offended by the insinuation of, of revealing that clip without the question that was asked of me. This is this is amazing. Right in the beginning, Jerry Nadler gavels Candace Owen because apparently he was asleep for the first part of her of her comment because he thought she said Ted Lou was stupid. What she said, Ted Lou believes black people are stupid. He gavels her. And then someone you can hear off in the background said, no, no, she was calling uh, she was saying he believed that black people are stupid. She didn't call him. And then he, like, shrugs and says, you may continue. Uh, Ted Lou was last seen as a small pile of ashes after that, after that, after that torching. And, and again, that's, that's why they so dislike her. And that's why Google, which owns YouTube, put the video of this hearing on restricted to minimize how many people can see it because she committed the worst possible sin and offense on social media. She made a Democrat 
look stupid and bad. And keep in mind, while YouTube is trying, Google are trying to protect young minds who essentially it's under 18 is what that means. And then and, and, it, and it doesn't get the same viral treatment. Keep in mind, it was unplanned, the movie that was rated R, so the people who are under 17 can't see it, even though people under 17 can get an abortion without their parents' help or awareness. It's just upside-down world. It's hard to argue with liberal logic like that. In our next segment after the bottom of the hour, we're going to look at how this all this attempt to suppress freedom of speech with by calling people white nationalists, etc., is playing out locally after the news and traffic at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Welcome back to the United IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizens. And if we're not vigilant, and if we're not on our game, we will lose the rights that the Constitution protects. These rights, endowed by our Creator, are being undermined daily in the court of public opinion. Our right to free speech, it's inherent in just being born. Of course, being born means conception. And uh, so, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. But it's, but the right to free speech is inherent in being born. But the left wants to moderate that free speech. They want to suppress it. They want to characterize certain speech as hate speech. And so if you dare to express your speech by wearing a red hat out in public, Maxine Waters has already told everybody, don't give them any quarter in the public. Now, she was talking to uh, specifically uh, the president's, uh, you know, administration uh, mostly, but her, her comments are germane everywhere. And I think she really implied no matter where you see any of President Trump's supporters, you attack them. Right. And what we see is a concerted, organized effort by the Democrat Party and the left, again, I repeat myself, to use violence and threats of violence. And you, right, you wear a MAGA hat, uh, you show support for President Trump, you're likely to be attacked or harassed in public. The use of calling people white nationalists, racist, Islamophobe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to intimidate them into remaining silent and not speaking out against the Democrat Party's agenda. 
The use of economic warfare is to get people fired or get their or to boycott their businesses if they speak contrary to the Democrat Party's desired narrative, and big dem tech censorship of of conservatives and conservative speech on Facebook and in YouTube and in Google and in Twitter and all of the social media. What we, and we saw that we we saw there's a hearing we, we quite extensively from Candace Owens and the House hearing on supposed white nationalism, whatever that is. It's, it's an ominous sounding term, and it's, an, it's to replace the now tired and worn out term of calling all conservatives racists. But we see this play out locally too here, here this this past week. And I have a quick question for you. Let me ask you about does do elected officials have the right? to free speech on platforms that are decidedly theirs. So if I'm an elected official, should I be able to post whatever I want to on my own personal Facebook page, my own personal Twitter feed? Well, under the First Amendment, the government can't stop you from doing it. Right. So they, they can't, unlike in other countries, including the United Kingdom, which used to be a free country where you can be arrested for politically incorrect speech, you can't hear. So that's why the Democrat Party is using these other means I described to try to suppress freedom of speech because they can't, at least at this point, do it legally. Now, when there's a leftist majority on the Supreme Court, you know, they'll, they may very well create a, quote, hate speech, unquote, a, quote, white nationalist, unquote, exception to the First Amendment. But for right now, our, our free speech is legally protected. Now... Can the big dem tech companies engage in censorship? And that's a more interesting question because, as you say, they are private companies, but they've also become kind of quasi – they've become communication services. They're not just a a private company with a website someplace. They are communication services like the phone company and not to give the Democrat Party any new ideas for censorship – but would you would we want the phone company to listen in on your phone calls? And if they don't like the political content, or if the Democrat Party doesn't like the political content of your phone calls, disconnect. Cut off your cut off your phone service. Right. So there's a case called about from the 1940s called Marsh versus Alabama, and in this case there was a company town for a shipyard. So where the where the company owns all of the houses that the workers lived in, the stores and the streets. There was, I think it was Jehovah's Witnesses were on the street handing out flyers, and they were arrested for trespass and convicted. Case goes up to the U.S. Supreme Court, this is 1940s, where the Supreme Court said this is like a public street, the, and this is analogous to a common carrier, which has greater government regulation, and they held that even though it was private property, the First Amendment applied to the people who wanted to hand out flyers on the what was in essence a public street. So it seems to me that there's a very small step to go from Marsh versus Alabama and the streets of a company-owned town to these pervasive platforms, which are new, the new public square of Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and the other social media companies, where this is where the vast majority of people communicate, and this is where they get their news and information. I, th- I think it's, it's, a quite, it's a very small step, and, we'll, and sooner or later, I think that question is going to be presented to the Supreme Court, and we'll see what they do with it. Now, there was a situation that unfolded right here in our community involving an elected official who posted things to his Facebook page and got a very intense 
uh, pushback from oh, yeah, they, they sing, this the is community. Bobby Duncan, of the, who's the mayor of Yukaipa. And okay, you know, so a lot of what goes on in social media is not necessarily very dry, erudite stuff that you might hear on William Buckley's old program, Firing Line. Yeah, political debate can be more raucous, can be more vigorous, can be more colorful than that. So he made some statements, and for example, he said that, I don't know about you, but I'm 100% anti-Islam and anti-Sharia. Okay. I think that uh, any, all freedom of Americans should be 100% anti-Sharia law. Wait, don't you see atheists and people on the left constantly condemning Christianity. Christianity. Absolutely. That was, and that's what, and that, when I, I wrote an extensive defense of, and I don't know the guy. I never even met the guy. I never even heard of the guy before I saw this article and saw the uh, social media controversy is that, okay, if someone said, I'm 100% opposed to Christianity, would they get the same re- response from the leftist anti free speech mob? Would they try to take, would they try to destroy this person's reputation? Would they try to destroy this person's job or business? And I don't think so, because you're right. That happens all of the time. And that's, and there's nothing, we may disagree with it, but it's our right as Americans to criticize anything. What is Islam or Christianity or conservatism, liberalism, communism, socialism, vegetarianism, anti disestablishmentarianism, whatever? It is a set of ideas and beliefs. And as such, we have the right, we should have the right in a free country to analyze them criticize them, or support them. But the left and the Islamists are trying to impose by these unofficial, extra-legal means of you cannot criticize Islam, that they want to implement Sharia anti-blasphemy law by these informal threats and intimidation, name-calling, economic warfare, and big damn tech censorship now not to not to take away from the thread of this conversation but to punctuate your point the sultan of brunei in 2014 instituted sharia law in what became a majority muslim country gradually over time at the time i think 66 percent of the uh population in brunei which is a relatively uh not insignificant country but a smaller country drove this country to be a majority Muslim country. In 2014, the Sultan of Brunei instituted Sharia law. And in that institution of Sharia law, uh, sex out of wedlock became criminalized, homosexually, homosexuality became criminalized, along with a number of other things that are part and parcel to the implementation of Sharia law. The Sultan of Brunei owns a hotel conglomerate that includes the Beverly Hills Hotel and the Hotel Bel Air. Have you seen a single leftist ever boycott the Beverly Hills Hotel owned by the Sultan of Brunei who instituted these draconian measures in his own country? And what does that, and the penalty for engaging in homosexual conduct in Brunei is what? It just got elevated to death. 
So now, all of a sudden, you have the city council and George Clooney, who hit, get wrap your head around this. George Clooney is married to Amal Clooney. She's an internationally recognized human rights lawyer. He said this week that he has spent money at the Beverly Hills Hotel, had no idea about what Brunei had done, and his wife, who's supposed to be all about human rights, never clued him in that Brunei had instituted Sharia law and had incorporated these things that are the bedrock of the liberal protectionism. This is a protected class. The LBGT community is a protected class among the left. You mean to tell me they didn't know? You mean to tell me that they continued to patronize the Beverly Hills Hotel? BS. They knew it's Islam is another protected class by the Democrats, and it wasn't until that it got out of control with the declaring of uh, you know homosexuality punishable by death that the L.A. City Council finally was forced into this. George Clooney was forced into this. The left was forced into this. And getting back to you know this uh, mayor uh, out in uh, Ukaipa, Ukaipa, the mayor is being raked over the coals because he dared to say he was opposed to Islam and Sharia law, and now the L.A. City Council is taking his side, is saying the same thing? This is this is the, the, the how out of control the left finds itself in the cul-de-sac of progressivism where they're driving around the circle in clown cars running into each other. If, if, if our country and rights and constitution were not at stake, might, they might be clowns and clown cars, but they're actually very dangerous. They are very dangerous. We'll now, continue this story after a break from our sponsor for this half hour because this is an important story, and it speaks directly to the issue that we brought up at the beginning of the hour, which is free speech. My favorite part of the show here, a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We had the pleasure this past weekend, Don, of uh, having dinner with one of, uh, not only a great activist and a courageous uh, defender of freedom in the world, Katie Hopkins, uh, but uh, she wrote recently, in 2019, the bravest of us will continue to take a battering for the silent majority in the hope that others may find the moral courage to speak the truth. And unfortunately, these days, that is what it, that it, it takes courage to speak the truth. Uh, and to honor others' right to speak whatever they want to, even if it isn't your truth, without condemning them. For being something they're not, you know, are are the 
can we can we manufacture a term called uh, Christian phobe? Christophobia, absolutely. If, if, if saying you're 100% opposed to Islam is Islamophobia, then saying you're opposed, 100% opposed to Christianity is equally Christophobia. Unfortunately, the left has taken the, you know, they, they've gotten out in front of this because they attach these labels to a narrative that says that you can't help your bigotry because it's in your chromosomes to be a bigot if you're a white Caucasian male. It is part and parcel to the package. You can't help it. I'm sorry, but what about the people who are white Christian or who are white males that have uh, changed their faith to Islam? Did they suddenly overcome this inherent white uh, you know, privilege uh, that's chromosomally embedded in every white male? What you have to understand is to, to, to try to have some grasp of what is seemingly insane and crazy is to understand their identity group politics. And another term that's often used and it's taught to your children in colleges and in the government-run K-12 schools is called, it's called intersectionality, is that everyone's divided up into these various groups by race, by religion, by sexual preference, by what gender you choose to have today, and male and female. Of course, that's subject to change now. And depending, you, you're, you are ranked on this totem pole of preference or reversing that of totem pole of victimhood. And of course, the white male, white Christian males are at the very bottom of that totem pole, and everyone else has preference over them. And then the, the groups compete to who can be at the very top of that totem pole. Remember our friend Brandon Stock, Brandon Strock, founder of the Walkaway Movement, who is a gay man, white gay man, talked about this as he was told he needed to shut up and defer to the gay men of color because he because he had he was lower on that totem pole than they were and probably near the very top or actually at the top is muslims and islam and that's an interesting story of how the left and islam coalesce and uh, get along so well but we'll defer that to another day to to, to understand that ranking of those preferences of of their identity group politics then what they're doing begins to make a little more sense from their Perspective, and of course, dividing the country along racial ethnic lines is massively dangerous and massively harmful to the country, especially in one such as ours, which is so multi-ethnic. Multi-ethnic is difficult under any circumstances. As you look around the world, as you look around history, but you need to have then build from that a common identity, a common that we're Americans regardless of what our skin color might be or our ethnicity or where our ancestors came from, we are Americans and that is our identity group and that is what the Democrat Party is attacking with all of this. And of course, then part of that is to use use those labels, the threats, the economic warfare to suppress freedom of speech. And we see this with Bobby Duncan, who unfortunately, he, he capitulated to the mob. And apologized, and it was it was almost you could if you read it, it was more this kind of you know he was being held hostage and issuing a statement you know with a figurative gun 
appointed to his head. And he talks about, well, but let me, you know, I didn't realize, I, you know, that my, my post could be misunderstood and bring harm to my community and my council, my the city of Yucaipa staff. And I will strive to be to serve all residents of the city of Yucaipa equally. And of course, he's, he's also he's also a real estate agent in Yucaipa. And, you know, he has to worry, they have to worry he's, that they're going to go after his business and his job there. So he's he's learned the lesson. Shut up. Well, particularly this all came to light because of an article. And I, I would I would imagine if you trace the genealogy of that article, uh, you're going to find it was written by a leftist uh, in a leftist uh, paper uh, in order to uh, silence a an individual who uh, holds views that the left doesn't agree with. So this is a hit job. Make no mistake about it. It's a purposeful hit job to take Bobby Duncan out. And, and to, to make him an example for everyone else. That I, bet, I bet if I want to keep my job, if I don't want this kind of treatment, I better shut up too. And interestingly, the article also goes on and quotes without you know, any further information, care which is a leading uh, Islamist organization. And, with, and without mentioning, of course, that uh, in the Holy Land Trial Foundation, the judge, hearing that case after hearing all of the evidence, ruled that the government has produced ample evidence to establish the association of care with the Islamic Association for Palestine and with the terrorist group Hamas. And Donald Trump went a took a big step this week in declaring the Iranian Republican Guard as a terrorist group. If Donald Trump, if you're listening, the next step in that progression is to declare the Muslim Brotherhood a terror group. And by extension, any other group that's connected to the Muslim Brotherhood, which is about 30 to maybe 40 different groups here in the United States that were specifically set up by operatives of the Republic of the uh, uh, Muslim Brotherhood in, uh, in, in this country. Yeah. Um, we're running out of time here, but I, it was interesting because on, there's, a, there's a Facebook page called Redlands Government and Politics, and it's dominated by the leftist anti-free speech mob. And they, this article was posted, and then they were all joining in. Uh, Groupthink makes it so much easier to be on the left. Uh, how terrible this was. He was an Islamophobe and a racist and a white nationalist, yada, 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 yada. And I posted my extensive uh, um, defense of what he said, and, his, and as well as, more importantly, his right to say it. And that's, and, and that's triggered them, and resulting in the same kind of vitriolic name-calling of myself. Versus I, I posted my same comments on the Redlands Tea Party Patriots Facebook page, and people were supportive of... Duncan on that. And, and it was interesting to be able to step back and forth between these two parallel universes of patriotic, freedom-loving Americans versus the anti-free speech leftist mob on the Redlands government and politics page. And the, the, the impact of that? Well, the impact of that is, is, you ha- is you have to have a thick skin and be willing to risk 
going up against the mob if you if you want to if you want to speak out and um there's some people that don't i remember in an earlier exchange also involving islam one of the leftists says and the one woman that i uh, had voiced a defense of what i was saying referred to uh, myself and her as quote stains on humanity unquote now she went away she was, she, you know, I, I said, I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't give a flying, you know what, what you say about me because I don't care about your opinion of me. But most people aren't going to want to go endure that to participate in the political process. And that's the purpose is to get people who disagree with the Democrat Party to shut up. Well, this is the ultimate purpose of this. It is to get people to shut up. And the most important political office in the country, you can no longer be quiet. You can't sit on the sidelines. You can't not be involved because, you know, like Bonhoeffer said, you know, at first they came for name your group that Mm -hmm. you don't defend. And I did nothing. Then they came for another group. And then finally they came for me. This is what's happening this is the the agenda unfolding in this country and it and it, it finds it's common that the root of this tree has produced many branches that extend from the sex education in our public schools to the agenda that we see in the movies that the entertainment industry produces to the way that the bureaucracies uh you know organize themselves both on state and federal levels it's literally everywhere and it's part of the reason that i believe that the fight is no longer to defend the republic the fight is to regain the republic and i believe the republic is gone and we're only waiting for the headline the actual headline that shows it uh in the meantime i will i'll defend my position that all of the institutions that create and support a republic are gone they've gone to the dark side And until we win those institutions back, we're actually trying to win the republic back. In closing, Harry Truman said, when even one American who has done nothing wrong is forced by fear to shut his mind and close his mouth, then all Americans are in peril. When they can suppress someone else's speech today, they can suppress your speech tomorrow. And we at Unite IE Radio are determined to do whatever we can to prevent that from happening. Turn in next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.